Number one then, and number one now. You're listening to Heffron and Reed. Heffron and Reed. Rated number one podcast by the World Podcasting Federation and the Podcast Ranking Association. No, for real. It says it right here. This is Heffron and Reed. Free-range podcasting like you've never heard before. <laughs> and now, here are your hosts, John Heffron and John Reed. You, you, want, you need some music to get all pumped up, don't you, buddy? You're listening. Hey. hey. There. We need a, a start like that. We need some type of intro. I can't go from zero to sprint, John Reap. So we're going to start. We're going to start the podcast. It just can be, it's not, you know, sometimes you get introduced and you got to walk up there and just the introduction is just, I've done many a corporate events where the the backstage guy goes, and then you just walk up to dead silence and you just got to start. Okay. Right. So So you want me to count count us in? Three, two, So wait, do we go at, so you say three and then we pause and then go, hey everybody, it's it's I'm John Heffern, you're John Reap. Or do we go one, two, three? Hey everybody, I'm a bit like what's the so is, is it? Oh, I was four? gonna go like uh, three, two, one, and then we like on one we just start like like it's the show, like all right, and uh, thank you for tuning in to another okay. episode of Heffern and Reap. This is whatever, and then the music will be playing in the background later. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. All right. So here we go. Okay. So. <clears throat> <clears throat> okay. All right, ready? Three, <clears throat> two, one. Ho, ho, ho! Ah, we're back. Yeah, baby. That was 12 All songs right. in a row. We played 12 songs in a row. I don't know. It's not Episode thing. number two uh, of the second wave. Or is this the third wave of Heffern and Reap? I'm not sure what This is actually uh, uh, one. Uh, I think uh, uh, we started stronger in our first episode, which was last episode, right? N- nobody heard what what just happened there, right? You're gonna you're gonna really make sure that everything yeah. leading up to was like cut, and it just comes into right. So all the stuff before, yeah. like I don't want people to hear me clear my throat or me not knowing when to like come in. I just want to make sure we've got a top notch producer over here. Per- uh, perhaps you heard of a guy named Alan Jackson, okay, and he knows how to edit stuff and uh, he's going to make sure that you sound uh, awesome and that there will be no uh, throat clearing and it's or any of that great. stuff We're that I running, man. that yeah yeah because I think I gave out uh, my pin number uh, during that uh, and I want to make sure that's not on air you know and that thing and that thing I told you where people can text the word John J-O-H-N to the number 90210 I want to make sure that that so <laughs> uh, so let's start let's edit the show and start it from here, okay? So everything we just talked okay. about in the beginning of the show that all be cut out and then right here is where it's going to start. Sure. Okay. Perfect. That'll, that'll that'll be a problem for Alan to have to worry about. I'm I'm just ready to go. Perfect. How are you, buddy? Good to see you. I'm uh I'm a little a little irritated today. I had uh so I I I'm in my house. Right. And I've told yep. you before, I've been playing this game called Guess What's in the Walls. Right. right. Uh, and uh, maybe last week, I heard a little squeaking. Did I tell you this story? I can't. Um, I've been in isolation uh, for three months. I don't know. So I heard squeaking down in the basement. 
So I, yeah. I so and it was like a, a dog toy when you hear squeak squeak you know those little you know a dog toy uh, oh, okay. pushy. yeah so I thought my uh, one dog Margaret well I only have one dog now but so I thought my dog Margaret was down there and just had a toy and I was like oh that's nice she's not depressed she's playing with her toys and I kept hearing squeaking and then I thought I don't remember she hasn't played with that toy in in a while so I went down there and I saw her and she didn't have anything. And then I heard the squeaking come from the other side of the door. Like, we've called. The squeaking's oh. coming from in the house. So then I opened <laughs> I opened the uh, door, and I saw a tail, like, underneath some clothes in my, little, in my storage room in my basement. And then I heard squeaking. And then I totally, um, I'm the least manliest man, I, you know? Not ever. Mm. But I don't I don't no. enjoy having to step up to the plate and, and you know, so I, I got a shovel first. I, I squealed and then I got a wait, shovel. Wait. You said you saw a tail. That's yeah. not your dog's tail. Yeah. What do we know? What kind of tail? What did the tail look like? At, at the it? time of like first a- seeing it, it was long and uh, red, probably similar to like a rat tail that you probably uh, hair wise. You know, did you ever have a rat tail growing up? Yeah. Um, I never went rat tail. I did go mullet. I never went rat tail, but it would be a red rat tail. Yes. Yeah. So Um, I saw that. Then I heard the squeaking. So then I got a shovel and I kind of used the shovel and moved stuff around. And it was a full on red squirrel. Like not. So you know what a squirrel looks like, right? And then there's chipmunks. And then there's kind of like their middle brothers, like that's in the middle. And yeah. he was laying down, like, but wasn't moving, but was squawking. So then I knew this was the guy that's been in my walls for the last two or three months, probably, that have kept me up at night. And at one point, I, I wanted to shoot out the walls. I literally heard him. I'm like, he's right there. If I take a gun and just shoot into the wall, I could probably kill it. And then I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll fix the wall was kind of the mind frame. So uh, he was laying there and, uh, you know, up in my attic and stuff. I, I had little, um, you know, I put some like uh, de- the, this stuff that makes them dehydrated. Then the animals go out and find water. Right. Uh, and you kind of have to do oh, that. Okay. Yeah. You kind of have to do, do that to get them out of your house or they're just going to eat all your electric, like all your wires. And it's it's a whole that's thing. A, that's a pretty smart, humane way of getting rid of them, though. Well, I mean, if you're, yeah, if you're let, the kind of person that's worried about like, you know, rat traps and killing the things that are in your house, all you're doing is making them thirsty. So they'll run out and get water. Yeah, uh, that's actually yeah. never, that's pretty cool. It's pretty smart. Yeah, but it's kind of an unwritten thing if they find water or not. Either way, they leave, right? So that's kind of thing. But but you have to. But they're rodents, and you have to do it, or they're going to destroy us. So I saw this little guy laying there, and I took a shovel, and I got a bucket, and I put him into the bucket. And I thought he was going to run and sprint and all that type of stuff out, but he didn't. So then, <laughs> I have this little look on his face. Uh, then I took him outside, and I was going to just dump, throw them into the the woods that are by my house. Uh, and I figured, mm-hmm. well, there's coyotes, there's hawks, there's e- actual eagles by me. It's a circle of life. I'm feeding something. Something will, will right. eat this. And then I walked by the water bucket. I had a, like a, a, you know, on the side of the house. And I put, I put water into the bucket. And the little guy started drinking. Like you started drinking yeah. like crazy. 
and then oh. and then he started moving more than I've seen him move. So I let him sit in the bucket for a little bit, and then I walked. I don't even know. I went onto the farm, the neighbor's uh, dirt road, or you know, not it's dirt. It's not a road that goes off into the scary woods. I walked halfway back there. Uh, and then I just took the bucket and then I tossed, I tossed it. Then I listened <laughs> and then I thought I heard scurrying. So I don't know what happened to the little guy. All I know is, is, <laughs> is, uh, let's just, just, there was an eviction, you know, and, and, yeah. and, 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 and had to be done. And then ever since then, I haven't heard any, uh, I haven't heard any, yeah. uh, scurrying. And then about two days ago, three days ago, I started smelling the worst smell ever in just one corner of my kitchen like you'd walk oh. by it and you're just like this is this smells horrible well the exterminator comp uh people put live traps up in my attic right so they okay. sealed up the house like walked around every little hole they sealed up the house and they're like you probably have critters running around your wall still this house is 200 years old we'll get the rest and then you'll be done so i know there's something up in one of those traps because it smells so bad and yeah. They were supposed to come today at one and still have not come. So it's one of those. So I'm a little, so lo this long story short, um, it's kind of annoying and I'm trying to decide if I want to be, if I have the guts to go up into the live traps at the set and just see if anything's up there or something died uh, in my walls. That that's also, okay. uh, you know, that could best be a case thing. scenario. Yeah. Best case scenario, it died in the attic and it's easy to, to extract the dead animal. But if yeah. it's in the wall, that's going to be tough getting it out of the wall. It's just you can't. Tough. You can't. If it's in the wall, the wall, you just then you just have You're to outweigh decomposure. You know, like it'll right. smell really bad for. Right. I don't. I haven't. I guess I should Google that, but it'll smell bad for a little bit uh, until maggots eat it all up, and then the maggots turn into full-on worms. And I don't know. I don't know how it works either. That's uh, so. So let me recap the squirrel story, though. <laughs> We're talking a red squirrel here, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay, so was this a baby squirrel, or was it like an adult squirrel? No, know? here's here's the problem, and I know the animal rights people listening. It's, it's had to be done. I have video of this squirrel. I've been battling this guy. So we put mesh up in some of the in the corner. I say we, the, the uh, people who climbed up there and did it, put mesh up, and I would see the squirrel, and one time he looked at me, and I have a video of, of me taunting him, going, what's up, you can't get in? <laughs> You can't get in. And then he just looked at me and took off and went. Then I, I there was a, a boulder, like a little rock that was stuck in this super tiny little hole with mesh. So I literally yelled at the guy, what's up? You can't get in now. It's time to move on. And then I went to the store and I came back and the mesh and the rock were in my driveway. He ripped it off and threw the rock basically at, at my Jeep. So I'm like this guy, and then he was back in the he was back in the house again. So then at night, and I spent a thousand like this company was nine hundred and some bucks, and you know like which which hurt since you know I haven't made it I haven't you know I haven't got a comedy check in five months. I was you know mm -hmm. I've been eating ramen like everybody else just to make sure money can last, mm -hmm. and I had to spend a thousand bucks for this because oh, uh, it sounded like. It, it's he sounded well, like this is like a baby squirrel to me then it sounds like a no it's adult. a squirrel no it knew what it was doing it was it was yeah, a crappy teenager he's throwing, he's throwing rocks around he's throwing rocks know. he's yes yeah. so then so then he's back <laughs> in the house and then i put all this stuff like animal repellent 
like you basically it's just powder and you make a line like where they're getting in and then he looked at me at one point like Tony Montana and just put one finger over one nostril and just sniffed the entire thing. (laughs) It's like, you know, huh? You know? Yeah. And just ran back into the house. Uh, Oh my God. Yeah. So good riddance to that asshole. Right. Like, so, so then we hate this guy. Okay. When you started the story, I thought you were going to make it sound like it was like a cute little thing that you had to, you had to, uh, it was like sad, but you were happy throw this thing out i was bucket. i was happy yeah because the the it sounded like he was above me um you know sawing to get at me it wasn't a pleasant it uh, it was a, yeah. you know it wasn't a pleasant sound but then one once i tossed him into the woods who knows he could be running around having a happy life or he fed somebody i don't know but uh i think I'm, i felt a little bummed that's why I would never, I could never be a hunter yeah. or anything like that. I felt like, oh, did I have to? And then like, yeah, of course you did. Right. But he was well, talking, he was throwing rocks. He was ripping up the stuff. Um, you know, so there you go. Good. Screw that guy. Ever since I've moved back to uh, Hickory, North Carolina to live with my mother, uh, which is great. Um, that's something I've been, I, I was just in Tampa and I enjoyed doing right. some new material. And that was one of the things I like saying out loud was I'm a 48 year old divorced man who lives with his mother. And then I would follow it up by saying, tell me the girls to sit down and not rush the stage. I know that's hot. (laughs) But it was, uh, now that I live there, um, I'm I'm like dealing with all kinds of animals too. Cause my dad decided a long time ago Mm -hmm. that he, he would build a bird condominium complex next to the pool. So it literally looks like, I'm, I mean, it's like a uh, a huge cross right. that has like three birdhouses on one side, three birdhouses on the other side of the cross, and then one giant one at the very top. So you got like six or eight birdhouses on this cross-looking thing. And ever since the pandemic and the shutdown, and I think there are more birds than ever now, and they do not like where I park the car. They are dive bombing this car. I mean, there's at least one turd uh, in the same spot every time on my car. And I'll wash it off, and then the next day, it's in the same spot. Like, he's flying. It's like a flyby. You know, we have those drive-bys. This guy's a flyby because I can tell, by the way, like, you know how uh, blood spatter experts can, can tell what's going on with blood drops? Right. I feel that way with bird poop. I can tell what this bird was doing, how fast it was going, <laughs> the angle in which it was coming. Right. Um, but it, it's like the same spot. So I I have no, no mercy for these birds. I'm, I'm actually considering just getting rid of the whole bird condominium complex and being done with this thing. So I, I feel you with the varmints. I'm not, uh, I'm not happy with it. Or uh, you could... I just I would just put like a for sale sign in front of maybe in front of it. My brother just sold his house. I just helped my my other friend Mark move out of his house. I'm tired of moving stuff, dude. You don't have to move them out of the condo. Just put a for sale sign and then they'll grab their stuff and go. Oh, you mean for the birds? Birds, yeah. Oh, I thought you were saying I should just not deal with the problem. No, no, for the birds, because then they would come and they would go. Oh, okay. We got we got to find a new place, or just up the rent. (laughs) You know, right? Just up the rent. Picture of it. Send it to you. You can see what I'm talking about. It's been there forever. One of the birdhouses just recently uh, fell down, 
and hit it just it's on the ground now. Yeah. And uh, I sort of set it back up and and I, and I let them look like see what happens. <laughs> you you you, you, you fly too fast into your house. You're going to knock it over. It's going to be in the ground. I'm hoping that the other ones see this and get nervous and maybe they take off and they leave the complex. I um, saw uh was watching a uh, a nature show. It was all birds. It was like birds that dance or something was the name of it. And there's these birds that do uh all this stuff just get laid and then the women the female birds just like so one guy had to build he built a house for this bird built this awesome house no three guys built a house or three male birds and then the girl swoop in and the one she didn't like she was just like fuck it and just like knocked it off the tree and then the one she liked she stayed in oh yeah Yeah. these are what this is an animated thing no no these are legit like real birds do that like that's a thing oh and then this other one yeah there, there was this one, it was four birds, it was four male birds, and they all looked the same, and they practiced this dance, so all four of them did this dance, almost like a boy band, right, so they do all kind of flip it, and then the girl watched, so then they clear out a space for her. So they make the dirt super, super clean and grab every little speck of uh, uh, leaves and stuff, so it's per- like it's a perfect dance floor, then they clear off the ledge or the twig <laughs> she's supposed to watch it on. So then she, yeah. just her is there. So they're social distancing. So there's six. Oh, there's no other females around. So she's on the little twig. And then the, the, the guys dance on this perfectly cleaned thing. And if she likes the routine, then she's like, okay. And then one, probably the lead singer, then the Justin Timberlake of the group gets to go over and bones her and then she flies off and then they fly off so i don't know if you're a group of those five guys if you're like why does he always get to hook up and then do those birds break up and form their own groups (laughs) it didn't go that deep but i i have those questions i i like that um it's weird right like in the bird world it's the dudes who have to like dress up and stick their feathers out and 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 you know, do a lot of stuff. But in the human world, it's the girl who does a lot of the hairspray and the makeup, you know, I mean, you know, not, not a lot of dancing is involved with us. I mean, I, I like dancing, but it's not necessary for, for me to get a girl. Um, Maybe though. But yeah. It's weird. Right. Yeah, like if you're on no, a dance floor, if you're at a club, right. And a, a girl is sitting at a table, uh, this is pre-COVID when people went to clubs and this was a thing. Like, so Back I don't know. Back in the day before I was at a girlfriend right now. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but now when, if a girl's sitting, now I'm, I don't know why I'm thinking of every 80s movie club, but imagine like the pole uh, blocking off the table section and a group of girls is sitting there and she's looking out on the dance floor. If four guys are in Jabos and Izod shirts and K Swiss dancing. She'd pick out the best dancer of the four. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then he'd come up right. to the VIP area. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder if this, these female birds hook up with more than one guy. Like does she like hook up with that one bird and then the other three like take off. But then like, you know, later she, she bounces and, and, and checks out the other guy's nest when like, the other bird's not looking like, are there birds that cheat? On the other, on the, right. So or, she hooks just, up with the lead singer. How long do they hook up? Yeah, like so they hook up, and then as they're leaving, as the group's leaving, the 
the one guy just kind of shoots her look and she gives him like a head nod. Like, I, I know where you're staying. I'll, 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 right, I'll, be, right. I'll come back. I don't want to cause problems, but I'll come back. That's, yeah. Right. Yeah. So peacocks are the best at that. They're the, they're the ones that, you know, obviously that's the biggest, it's the male bird that you, that NBC likes. That's the peacock. It's the, the, the male birds. The one is feathers come out and he has to make a big presentation. All that work. I mean, girls are so high maintenance is what I, what it boils down to. A lot of work. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, why did I think they, oh, I started watching just the other day. I, I couldn't figure out what to watch. In our last conversation, we were talking about $6 million man um, yeah. and uh, Lindsay Wagner as the couple. But actually, it was, six million, it was Lee Majors and Farrah Fawcett were the actual couple. Uh, that that's a correcting uh what, what were you thinking of uh fall guy oh that's such a good show Remember fall guy oh, i'm not the gone to kiss and deal, but i've been seen with pharaoh true i heart on my body off for pay hey hey i like it when you sing that's a good one though um but i started watching is this that lee majors yeah that is no is that i mean is that what did you get those two confused when no, I was thinking because in Six Million Dollar Man, he's such a fan, or him and Lindsay Wagner were, you know, Six Million Dollar Man, Six Million Dollar Woman. Um, they were married or something. Oh, I see. Yeah, so I was oh, thinking okay. them as the couple, but it was actually Lee Majors and Farrah Fawcett were the real couple. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, I. It's not what I watched that much when I was younger. And then now being a little bit jaded, like I figure if $6 million man and $6 million woman were married in California and then they split, then he'd be the $2.5 million right. man. <laughs> oh, I guess it depends on what time of the marriage you got divorced. Who or when you got the bionics, the like what would happen? <laughs> yeah. Like you'd have to prove, no, I had bionic vision before, way yeah. before the marriage. And then her right. lawyer's like, yeah, but you kind of used that eye during the marriage, didn't you? And they're like, yeah. That's, how much of that eye uh, I don't, I don't, stock did you accrue? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's funny. Um, <laughs> what, what, so have you watched anything new? I uh, started you um, only because, by the way, I'm performing. I want to talk to you. Uh, have heard a reap subject change. I want to talk to you about your uh, being in Tampa. Uh, okay. because I'm actually going to Tampa depending on when this airs. So, uh, but back yeah. to what I started watching, I kind of feel like the end of a, a college sem semester where I had all year to study and now I'm doing it all in the last two days. Like mm -hmm. I, I haven't packed, like even, I don't even know where my luggage is. Like I used to have such a oh, dialed in right. system of this stuff went here do a boom and I could just go on a day's notice and it was all I haven't even like looked that at same that thing happened to me when I packed for Tampa I, I was like I forgot where I put my suitcase I, I was in a different room in a closet <laughs> in the back behind a vacuum cleaner that we don't use I'm like oh crap I put it back here um, yeah you like yeah, those people so who travel like once every three years and you can see them on planes when they have luggage to prove it like you know your carry-on luggage usually yeah. if you travel a lot, I don't care what you spend on it. It's gone after like seven months. Somebody's going to bust the wheel. The handle's going to get loose. Yeah. Like, so I go through right. luggage, you know, pretty quick, but I love seeing yeah. when like older people, like in their seventies, eighties, get on a flight. You're like, Oh man, that, that luggage saw Disney world in 1973. 
It's so awesome. <laughs> right? right? Like, they and their luggage. Wheels. Yeah, their luggage still lasts, too. They have the oldest, you know, 70s-looking luggage that's still God. put together. Right. It's like a gigantic trunk, like a footlocker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I started watching the, uh, the Sopranos again. I, um, it's been forever. I just oh. hit episode one. And I've just, you know, you think you see it. You kind of know how everything's going to happen. But I find myself sitting in front of that just going, well, I'm just going to watch this. I said, oh, oh boy, wow. when, is, when does that happen? Yeah. Um, so Tampa. I thought about doing something like that. I thought about doing something like that. I was, I never did watch The Sopranos. I never watched it. Um, I know I missed out on a lot. People probably hate that. I didn't see that one. And I, I never watched The Walking Dead. Yeah, I tried that one. I might start Walking Dead. I would no? go Sopranos. I don't know. I didn't see. Sopranos, uh, okay. Yeah, I've yeah. Walking Dead just I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't like scary stuff. You know why don't... I didn't? Continue? I watched the first episode, John. I watched the first episode, and I remember sitting here watching that this guy just wakes up in a hospital one day, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden there are zombies everywhere, and he doesn't know why, and it ne- it's never discussed why it's happening. It's just happening. And I remember thinking, like, are they? I know what's going to happen because the guy, the director of it, was also the same director as Lost. And Lost had the, one of the worst, most unsatisfying endings ever. Um, remember Lost, about the yeah. island, the people who crashed? Yeah. yeah. So, so I was like, oh, that's going to be the same thing. His whole point's probably going to be it's not about why or how. It's about the journey, man, and don't worry <laughs> about it. Well, I need answers. And right. it bugs me. Yeah. So o- open loop. You need to close that. Yeah. Um, what if there was uh like a zombie thing where every animal that was like comes back? Like like you know how scary? It, me alone in the uh, in this farmhouse if that if that squirrel <laughs> came back or every You're squirrel <laughs> pet cemetery, dude. Yeah, like I, next to a pet cemetery. I think that would be scarier than like a monster zombie guy. Because a squirrel could get uh-huh. to you quicker. Monster's going to go, oh. and I, my steps are really steep. No zombies getting up there. I'll be able to just push them down. Oh, but yeah. a little squirrel running around the walls and just, like, yeah. coming out of the walls for no reason. Yeah, uh-huh. people are bigger targets. Yeah, squirrel's harder to hit. I couldn't hit and, that with um, anything. Yeah, and what, but uh, I don't know. That's like having rabies. Like, you see a, uh, an animal with rabies is kind of like a zombie. Um, but, yeah, no, I wouldn't... Uh, so I'm not going to do Walking Dead. Maybe I'll do Sopranos. Um, but Tampa was good. I will tell you about Tampa if you want to hear it. Yeah, because I'm, um, I'm going to Tampa, and then, I don't know, man. It just seems covid to scared. me. It was COVID, was and, and we're recording this. I, I don't know when this is coming out, but this is Tuesday when we're actually recording this, and I'm supposed to leave mm-hmm. Thursday, and I'll, I've already thought, you know, they, they tell me how many tickets are sold, and, you know, once you're the the people sending you off, even though you're, you have the right to not go, but, but you do get a little bit of pressure from other people. If you're the guy this who was, doesn't want to work, you know? Right. That, well, yeah, that's the agreement I kind of made with my agent. I said, I don't want to be the guy who cancels gigs. So this gig that I just did in Tampa was bit, has been on the books for a long time. Yeah. So this wasn't like a gig that popped up after COVID. This was one that was uh, agreed to and negotiated before COVID. Yeah. So I'm like, good. I guess nothing's going to change. I will be there. Yeah. And so I just said I wasn't going to cancel it, but um, I was nervous. You had to fly. With, I had to fly, so I had a mask. 
Uh, How did uh, did other people like have masks on the plane? You have to. Yes. Yes, you have to have a mask on the plane. To get on the plane, you have to have a mask. Now, when you get on there, I see some people taking them off. Um, I see some people leaving them on. Uh, on the way there, I got bumped in the first class, which is great. And the guy next to me, as soon as he got sat down, he took his off. I'm like, cool. I'm like, well, I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to leave mine on the whole time either then. You know, so yeah. I kind of took mine off. But I stared towards the window because I had a window seat. And I didn't kind of look at him or try to breathe on him or anything like that. So I, w- I felt like I was being safe in that little area. And I don't like wearing the mask because I, I feel <laughs> I can't breathe that good in those things. Uh, and I feel bad at even saying that as a white man, as a white guy, I can't breathe. I don't even know if we're allowed to say I can't breathe no. as a white guy. That's hard. Yeah. So I couldn't, um, the airflow was restricted. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> with the mask on. Yeah. But I didn't, um, at the club, not many people where I saw maybe the staff was wearing it, but the, but the audience, I saw maybe two or three people, um, each show wearing a mask. And I was asking like, Oh, so we're all good, huh? Everyone's been tested. Uh, we don't need masks. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, it was crazy. Um, but I, I remember like too, like when I had the mask on and I saw someone not wearing a mask, I would think in my brain, I would go like, God, this guy, what a narcissist. He thinks, he thinks he's better than everybody. He thinks the rules don't apply <laughs> to him. It's going to get everybody sick. And then later when I took the mask on and I saw someone wearing a mask, I immediately went, look at a stupid sheep. (laughs) Right, right, yeah. I I was judging the other side no matter what based on what I was doing. So I try not to judge people if they're going to wear it or if they're not going to choose to wear it. Um, I've already thought about that if I had a mask on because I'm pro-life. So I would like to wear a mask. Uh Uh, But if somebody said something, like I've already played that in my head. Like if I have it on, you got your comebacks ready. And somebody sh- shitty, you know what I mean? Like what? What would I do? Because I kind of feel like that would happen. Because just people are dumb. Like people are yeah. just. Uh, are you are you planning on wearing a mask while you're doing stand up? No, but I did get these bandana y type things that cover your mouth and you can breathe through them. You know, so they're not as masky. But I'm I'm and I have like clear gloves i'm gonna have that on i was i was pretty germaphobe wipe everything down to begin with like even before all this this happened so i i think i'm just gonna kind of walk you know that's where you and i are different yeah Yeah, i'm I'm not not gonna do like did you do pictures you probably did did you do pictures and all that stuff after did people want to like i sold did you see my mask did i show you my mask yeah i have a mask of my face on it so i sold those um, and I sold a lot of them, but that's the only mask I saw people wearing was after I sold them. Um, and I did the meet and greet. I had Purell. I was washing my hands after like as much as possible in between selling. And I was, I was exchanging cash. I mean, I was probably the, the filthiest, uh, that, uh, you could be <laughs> during this damn thing. But, um, it was, uh, I didn't feel like anybody was seemed like they were having a problem with it. You know, I was going with the flow. I was doing what the majority wanted. Right. Uh, and I've had showed up and I saw like 80 people wearing masks. Well, that philosophy probably is probably, that philosophy has probably not served a lot of people in Vegas going with the flow, what everyone else was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, probably not. What, uh, did you want to get tested afterwards? Talking about Vegas, not I, temp. No. I told uh, people, uh, 
<laughs> I told people on stage, like, don't worry, I've already been tested. I had COVID, I beat it, and now I have the super antibodies. And if you guys want, I can uh, hook you up with some antibodies. Uh, of course, it's in my semen, and it's going to be taken orally. <laughs> um, yeah, because I'm trying to decide if I'm going to get, uh, you know, if I go to go there when I do and come back. They have, like, drive through places, I think. No, I don't even know if I want to get tested after. I don't know. I don't think I'm overthinking it. I think it I should get tested now. What? You should? I think I should get tested. You should, because I, I only because, you know, um, uh, you know, you're on your mom. It's like, that's how I'm just kind of thinking. If I go into into this yeah. the, the pool of whatever, I don't want to bring any of that back. Like, if I go yeah. and go, but yeah, you could probably go and get tested after this. I don't even know if you do that. I probably the, will just because because I am staying with my mom and she's in that age group where it could yeah. affect her. Um, but yeah, it's um, I didn't I, I put my mask on one time because I was making a you know sort of a joke about my mask how stupid it looks. My nose is like eight sizes too big on this damn thing. I look like <laughs> an orangutan. Right. But I was like I put it on, and while I had it on. I kept going a little bit longer. You know what I mean? Like I was like, I could probably, I could probably wear this for 10 minutes on stage and no one would care. And it kind of it turned into a bit where I was like, what I should have done since I haven't done stand up in a while is just have the, uh, the DJ play one of my old CDs <laughs> from my old comedy specials and just sit here and move my mouth and make it look like I'm doing it right now. And I did that. For, so for three, for about, not three minutes, for like a minute and 90 seconds or something, I was on stage uh, miming out my own material as it's being played for the audience while I was wearing my mask. And I was doing my head like I was saying it and everything. Because you can't see awesome. the mouth, I'm wearing the mask. Right. Yeah. That's almost like who had like Murray Langdon uh, from the 70s and 80s. The, you know, the unknown comic did that every show. People forget oh, that, about that I guy. I never knew his name. Yeah, but yeah. What's his name? Uh, I, it's Murray Langdon, I believe. I, I could oh. be wrong. But he put a paper bag over his, uh, over his face. I don't even think. Did he have a hole for his mom? Yeah. Did he? I, it, hmm. No, yeah, that, that guy was great, man. I yeah. used to love the Unknown Comics yeah. when I was a kid on the gong show. That dude would come out, just a paper bag on his head, a hole for the eyes and a hole for the mouth. And that was it. And he'd say the raunchiest jokes and laugh at himself. And nobody knew who he was. Yeah. <laughs> and he was super popular when he was on a bunch of shows. Yeah. 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 Well, he, he was in Playgirl magazine. Yeah. Was he really? He posed? <laughs> yeah. Like, he'd make fun of the Burt Reynolds pose. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a good pose. Yeah. 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 So, so he did that with a, ma a bag on his head. When, uh, so when you were about to go on stage in Tampa, um, how nervous were you when you were walking up? By the way, how many comics uh, were in front of you? How many Oprahs did you have? Just one. Oh, okay. That eh, not a fan of I that know. anyway. I didn't like that either. But didn't like it. So, and then how many COVID jokes or Tiger King or no toilet paper happened before you? Do you know what I mean? Did they talk no, about it? Not many. Not many because the guy who opened for me was a young black man. And his first, joke, his first joke was, hey, we didn't ask NASCAR to do that. Um, about moving the, taking down the Confederate flags at NASCAR races. Yeah. So he went, he went all Black Lives Matter. I went mostly pandemic. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So by the time I got up, he had one joke about toilet paper. Uh, crackhead gave him some toilet paper. Like, you know. Yeah. Cheap. 
but nothing, not not many pandemic jokes were covered by so, the time I got up there. When you start talking, right, and, and sometimes just uh, your body just kicks in, uh, did the bits as you're doing a bit, did they just, you know, the next line pop into your head? Or did you have bits where you go, how did I forget to say that entire yeah. line? And then well, did it change, you know, at, at show three versus show one? Yes. So you got it all back. That first Thursday was, was hard. Um, I told, I told the, um, doing 15 minutes. If you're coming to Tampa, I'm doing 15 minutes and I'm done. I said, I said, light (laughs) me at 40. Right. So that I know I could, I'll at least do 45. And that's my contractual obligation to do 45 is the bare minimum. A headliner should do is 45 minutes. Right. And so I said, you light me at 40. Right. Then I can breathe. Then I can relax. Um, but I told the audience, I'm like, well, this is the first time I've been on stage since February, so this will be interesting. And um, and I did a little bit of COVID stuff, a little bit about living with mom and, not, you know, uh, that whole situation. Um, and then when I would started to a bit, I wasn't sure which one I was going to do first. I remember I forgot the ending of a whole chunk of a, <laughs> of a bit. I forgot right. the whole ending of it. And I stopped and go, uh, but yeah. So I, so here's my thing. This is what I do when I forget something. Right. I just go, uh, but but yeah. So um, it's crazy. Uh, any questions? Right, right. <laughs> I just ask the crowd if they have any questions. I might do that. Um, I'm, I'm it's like, obvious that I just forgot what I was talking about. Yeah. It's obvious. So I can't pretend. I can only stall for so long before it's obvious that oh shit. He doesn't know what how this ends, and so I just say any questions, and then hopefully someone will ask me a question, and I can at least do some improv on that. I'm a, I said, are there any questions Thursday night? Maybe four or five times. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think I'm gonna end up doing a lot of whatever crowd crowds there, a lot of crowd work, and see if all my relationship yeah. stuff comes back. But, but look, honestly, at the, by Friday. And this is also me just under preparing. I didn't prepare as much as I probably should have for that Thursday show. I don't even know how to prepare. Because it was also also flu that day. Yeah. You know, I, I was worried about traveling and getting there. I was staying in the condos and the air conditioning work. I'm hungry. Where's the food? What time? I know the place don't have food. So I was scatterbrained. But by Friday, I had all day to figure it out. And it was great. You take a cab like, from Saturday the airport? Great. Do you take a cab from the, I, from the airport to your thing or someone to pick you up? Or I Uber? cab. Okay, man, you just jumped right in. Yeah, you just you just jumped well, I mean, well, in. Like- that, that's what that's where I felt weird about saying I can't breathe with my mask because my driver was a black guy. Yeah, so I, yeah, you just a mask. Uh, see, even uh, that's st- I had a mask. Yeah, that stuff even. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I took a cab straight to the condo. I got in the condo, and I was like, I had like two hours, but I'm starving now. And because I don't have a car and I'm in a condo, not a hotel, I don't know how to get food to me in the next two hours. And it started raining really bad. Because Florida, it rains every five, every five hours. Right. Downpours. Um, so I was really, I didn't have time to focus on my act once I got on that Thursday. I should have prepared on the Wednesday. I don't um, even know how you prepare, it, though, because you've never been a prepared act guy. I'm not either. There's a lot, you know, so you almost... It's almost root route memory, root memory, where it just happens. Or I never had a set list. I always kind of went with the flow. And I think once you're in front of people, 
that comes back. You might have like one or two tags that you forget or something. I don't know. I'm just going to be honest. I mean, I turned 50 in a month. That's the first thing I'm talking about. I'm, you know, that's right. Uh, you should. I mean, but I, I did write down because I used to write down the set list when I did corporate gigs and that kind of stuff. So I right. wrote down, I started writing down like three things. And then the third thing, because I was now at the club and people were coming and going, I wrote it down. I just stopped. It was like, I don't even know what to write down. I had to go look at my phone. Like <laughs> what, what bit do I write down? I forgot what I called it. Yeah. I forgot uh, what I called that one bit. I'm yeah. like, God, I gotta go look it up. I go, Oh crap. And I was trying to listen to my old stuff. Can't. Um, in the condo you know, yeah. before I left there. And oh, it was a mess, dude. But like <laughs> I said, I've been trying to do that. It was great. Yeah. I've been trying to do that. My brain won't even let me listen to myself. I'm like, I just, I hate it. I, I can't. Why, why, well, why am I talking like this boy? I sound nasally. Yeah. It's funny. I like I myself and I hear the crowd laughing at my, laughing at me. And I start thinking, wow, they're, they're really dumb. Why are they laughing at that? That's stupid. <laughs> I, start I always wondered how, me. Like I saw Billy Joel in concert, um, you know, a uh, hundred years ago and he had his piano and on the piano was, you know, just the lyrics would, would come up just yeah. like karaoke. And in, you know, wherever I was sitting, you saw, you know, play me a melody yeah. piano, man. And I just remember thinking, how does Billy Joel not know the words to piano, man? Like that didn't make right. this was year, like make any sense to me. But now it puts it in a little bit more perspective going, oh, because, it, you know, he goes months and months or years without performing live. It just, I, you know, I don't remember yeah. a, a mom haircut bit. I, w- I, w- I don't know how I say that. So, yeah, no. Hmm. That's believable. I mean, there's, uh, he's got tons of songs. But people yeah. had to have been excited to be back. I went to a restaurant for the first time yesterday, and it felt weird. It, it felt good and bad. Because one, after I ate, I just wanted to go to sleep, and I wish I wasn't in a public place because now I have to get up, get into the car, and go. My table manners have yeah. to be awesome. I don't think I've had anybody call me out on uh, crunching, like, you know, a stranger. <laughs> Everyone was everyone was very it. polite. I will say everyone that came out was super. Not only were they nice to each other, right. uh, they were very happy to be out. Yeah, uh, and they were also like understanding of the the comedy. It was like when I told them, like, I'm gonna have to. This is not gonna be uh, my best gig ever. You know, <laughs> I, I was just honest with them, and I think they liked it. And they were like, No, no, that's fine. At one point, uh, someone was like, Oh, do the do the pool bit. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, I can do that. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's it was good to be back out there. I actually, by Friday and Saturday, I was like, oh man, I felt rejuvenated because I'm doing this new stuff. I felt like a young comedian again. Right. I felt like, oh crap, I know how to do this. I actually pulled out my laptop and That's started writing a bunch of crap down. Like I haven't really typed out. Right. Right. Bits. Uh, in a long time I've been doing it where I just throw a chunk out and see how it goes but I was like oh I gotta remember that and then it just started flowing and and I'm very excited but now now what's bumming me out is I'm not going on the road for another month so it's all gonna go away again I'm the I'm the same way I'm taking this and then uh you know July I kind of I had nothing in August fingers crossed some of those clubs will be open but who knows um I have friends that own bars up in the upper peninsula of michigan you know they're bars bars that you would never even really kind of you know at at 
mm-hmm. at our age, we go, I'm not doing a bad one nighter at a right. at a bar with a pool table. But now I'm like, you should have comedy there. I'll, you know, and they're like, yeah, we can get like 30 people. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. we'll get a sound system. Uh, so it is kind of, uh, you know, it's exciting, I guess, maybe to be re-excited for things. Is that a thing? You know? Yeah. 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 So it, like I said, it, I felt like a young comedian again. And in the sense that when a new thing worked, I got really happy. Yeah. Um, as opposed to a bit working that you know is supposed to work and it works, which is great. That makes you happy in the moment. But when you're trying that joke for the first time and you don't know, and it gets like a laugh and an applause break, you're like, ooh. Yeah. That's like, I'll you get that comedy boner. I'll, I'll be excited about me doing um, even old bits because as I'm saying them, I don't know how they're going to end. So I'll be equally as excited as <laughs> right as the oh, that'd be, that's the trick right like if a comedian could have amnesia but not so much that you forget everything just oh, the end <laughs> that seems like that would be a, a netflix movie like uh an adam sandler the type thing flash best comedian ever yeah but like he was the best comic ever and then he uh-huh. hits his head and forgets everything so imagine like right. a jim gaffigan forgets everything and then he's got to relearn because he has to make money, but he, he has stage fright and he doesn't remember how the bits go. So he's trying to remember how to do hot pockets, you know? Right. But he's already famous. But already famous. Already think he's going to be amazing. And he's already sold out an arena that he has to play the next day. And he's got stage fright and he can't remember the bits and he's trying to learn them. And people are, and he's got it. And he's got to fake it. Yeah. That should be oh, John, I will tell you this. You're going to Tampa. Um, there's a thing there called Big Cat Rescue from a show called Tiger King that is in Tampa. Is Big Cat Rescue in Tampa? Yes. Is it really? I'm telling you. Yes. I have proof of this. Well, number one, I... Wait, Carol Baskin's place is in Tampa? This is correct. What? Big Cat Rescue. I thought it was in Oklahoma, but that's the... What's his face? That's the other dude, man. Carol Baskin's place is in Tampa. How do you not go to that? John. How sold out is that place? Wait, hold on. Put my glasses. A lady came to my show who works for Carol Baskin's. This is a free pass to get into Carol Baskin's. She killed her husband. Uh, Did you bring that up to her? Her husband whacked him. Um, Well, I I talked about Tiger King. I had Tiger King socks on. And uh, I showed everybody my socks, and I talked about, like, oh, my gosh, that's here. We should go and uh, look for the husband, Michael Murdoch. Uh, <laughs> you know, we'll just go. And It's funny that his last name is Murdoch, and he got murdered. <laughs> right, know? right. Um, but I got these passes, man. This lady came up to me and handed me two free passes. What a, but I Googled it. It's not open because of COVID, and they're not sure when they're going to go. I would give these to you in time for you to check it out, but <sighs> it's not open. So I'm going to hang on to them. Maybe we'll go. Maybe we'll, it'll be a Heffern and Reef exploratory podcast. We'll do a we live. Go. Yeah. When we start doing shows together, we'll do a lot like old radio. We'll do a live remote from Cal, um, Carol Baskin's driveway. Yeah. We'll dress up like detect, private de- de- detectives with magnifying glasses looking for bones, man. <laughs> That's hilarious. We'll, we'll dress up like archaeologists looking did, for bones. Did the person who gave you tickets, did they, did they say anything like, you know, she didn't kill her husband? Or was she just like, no, here's your oh, yeah. passage? So we talked about it. She, she came up to me because I talked about it on stage. She came up to me and said, she had jokingly 
seriously handed these two passes and she had a tiger shirt on her husband you know was kind of like defeated kind of a guy yeah yeah <laughs> um and i saw a fanny pack you know and um anyway she's ahead i said i love that series it's one of the best docuseries i've seen in my life she goes i will not watch it uh it made carol baskins look so bad and she's the sweetest lady and I, would, I will just never watch that series. And I said, well, I could, she goes, now, now because of it, people are harassing the park. Uh, there are people showing up all the time, um, you know, pranking the place, doing shenanigans. The, the exact thought we just had uh, <laughs> is happening already. And so um, wow. I was like, well, yeah, I'm sure that, you know, nothing's always 100% true in these things. And so I was kind of going with her to make the moment pleasant. But... <laughs> You know, I got I got these two passes out the deal. So um, she go, allegedly she killed everyone. Everyone kind of thinks did. Epstein didn't kill yeah. himself. Um, yeah, the only other time weird thing I I had that happen, and I know we um got to go is I was with um Pablo Francisco. We're in Tampa or not Tampa, Tempe, and we're walking around the mall. And for some reason, and he never did it. We started acting like that infomercial. Uh, the guy was named Don Lapree. He he passed away uh, or killed himself. But at the time, he was that guy who was on commercials going, I can show you by placing small classified ads in papers around the country. I was living in a one-bedroom apartment. But with my system, I like so we, we started yeah. doing that just the whole day as kind of like a joke. Like right. Pablo would just pick up something, whatever it was. With this body scrub, I could show you how to take this, you know, with this small investment. And now I own properties, blah, 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 blah. So he, yeah. we're on stage, um, you know, performing. I I was featuring or I'm seeing for him at the time. It was 100 years ago. And Pablo just started doing that voice and making fun of the guy. And then I looked over in the crowd and sitting in the crowd that particular night was that guy. It was just such a weird, you know, like we came up making fun of him. And then this guy is sitting there. Um, what well, did he, did he, he, talk he came up to us afterwards and was like, Hey, that was really funny. And then, then I don't know. I like your t-shirts. I can, I can show you how with that, with that. Yeah. <laughs> I was living in a one bedroom apartment. Then that was our thing. So he's I'm living in. And then, then guy killed himself because he was going to go to jail. I think. Um, oh, did he really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had that uh, world's greatest vitamin, and the whole thing was like, you know, you bought the vitamins, and then if you get friends, like every like vitamin company or whatever makes the same claims that he did, but he got I don't know, I, I don't like he killed himself because he was going himself. to j jail for you know fraud or oh, something. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. That's kind of like the um, <laughs> God. What's that movie? Leonardo DiCaprio's stock trader, the guy who uh, Wolf of Wall Street, Wolf of Wall Street, where that guy was like, you know, he was basically a con man. Yeah. All right. And um, but then he got re rehabilitated and all that stuff. So but this guy didn't he didn't even try to yeah. tough it out in jail. He knew he was going and just. Yeah. But but you think of whatever he did, I'd have to look it up. Whatever he did is probably so not shady compared to everything that everyone does now. You know, uh, whatever. oh yeah, but he probably would have been out in three months or something, something. or or been been uh, Trump would have elected him for something.
put him in charge or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, if he just would have held out, he, he would have yeah, been he in charge been of Secretary of State. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, he would have been in charge of non shady commercials on TV. Is what he would have been in charge of. <laughs> um, there right, we go, dude. man. I know you got to go. You have your ab crunch workout challenge you do around this time every night. So yeah. I don't want to keep you from that. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, you can tell it's paying off. It I, is. Uh, you stick with it. And, I took and, those three days off in t- Tampa. All right. Anything you yeah, want to pl- pl- plug? I guess if, if, if you're listening, um, subscribe, right? It's a fresh subscription thing. Subscribe mm-hmm. however you're uh, listening to this podcast. Uh, John mm-hmm. Reap has a podcast country-ish. He's got some good segments on there. Um, yeah. We need segments on ours. I like on yours how there, there's a bunch of fun games you play. We're going to think of some with ours. Uh, we got. I have a, a lists website we're working on. A lot of big things happening right. on the Heifer and Reap podcast. Uh, I, you know, all the, I'm always plugging my book, but an easy way for you to find out all my stuff is, is if you text the word John, J-O-H-N, to the number 90210, or 90210, actually, to be technical. And John is J-O-H-N. Then links to my my book and all that stuff will show up on your phone. That's just the easiest way for us to do it right now until we... Uh, we're building a website with uh, balsa wood and stuff. We're actually creating... Like, people say that they're creating a website. Me and John are actually physically building one. Uh, so it's going to take... It takes yeah. a little bit longer. We're using wood. We're growing. It's all going to be organic. Uh, there'll be a lot of hemp wood. So it's a whole thing. So we're actually building it. So we'll have that up and running. Uh, so we can push everybody to the same thing. Um, anything else, man? I think you're good. You nailed it, buddy. Uh, well, thanks for uh, listening. We'll see you next time. What he said. Since you love the Heffron and Reap show, please go to iTunes and let them know. Rank the show and leave a comment. We don't care what you write, you know. They Heffron and Reap have low self-esteem.